Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now hit me with that theme. Now playing. Anyway, after whatever the hell that was, welcome everybody to the podcast, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. There's a new Mortal Kombat film coming up, guys. One of us is incredibly excited about it. So hard, it's, you know, I could fucking hang my hat on it. The other one's Kahu. How are you, Kahu? Hey, maybe not quite as excited as you, but I am excited. And I actually noticed what the uh, rating of the film was today. Which uh, leads me to think that it will actually be better than I thought it would be. Yay! And that voice that you're hearing, the other one that's along to test her might, is Liz. How are you doing, Liz? Uh, I'm definitely not the one that is looking forward to the new Mortal Kombat film. This Don't may lie. shock and probably offend some listeners, but I'm sorry, I'm not. It offends me, Liz. You're a massive fan of 90s action you know, and like we made you watch this film because it is a 90s action film. This should be right in your wheelhouse. The new one that's coming out looks like a 90s action film. Looks fucking insane. <laughs> looks awesome. You, I reckon you're fake. I reckon you're fake news, Liz. You're fake. I think I've, this podcast has taught me that I actually hate 90s action. So <laughs> well, everything you get me to do has been terrible. Or else Kahu thinks it's terrible. <laughs> coughs, coughs, speed. Oh, uh, yes, we did do speed. That's right. Yeah. It because amazing. it was terrible, and Speed 2 is a better movie. <laughs> Shut up, Kahu. Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Stop you coming in here with your brain podcast? injuries, Kahu. I thought I was bad at movies, but look at you. Jeez, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, 1995 is Mortal Kombat. Either you've seen it by now or you haven't. If you haven't chose to watch it and you still want to listen to our podcast, basic plot is that three martial arts warriors journey to a faraway island to engage in a battle to save the Earth. So basically, humans have to fight Outworlders uh, for the fate of the Earth. If humans lose 10 in a row, then Outworld gets to invade Earth and take over the planet. Um, there's a bunch of fighters on Earth's side, like Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Sonny Blade. And on the Outworld side, there's Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, Goro, a whole bunch of characters. Look, if you haven't seen this... Who gives a fuck? You, we, we're, gonna explain, we're going to explain enough so that you can play along anyway. The reviews for this, I'm like kind of blown away by this. 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was kind of what I was expecting, but 60% on Metacritic. Metacritic is always wow. way lower than the other scores, guys. Yeah, it normally is, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's the usual screed out of the way. Uh, yeah, Everyone knows this movie. Who cares about who directed it? Who cares who stars in it? You guys know, the, know these things. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more as we go through the podcast. But if you haven't heard us before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird or wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move into three personal questions before finishing on either a Patreon or a listener question. I actually did do a listener question this week, guys, but it's more of a sort of general hype for the upcoming film. So I haven't incorporated it as a question. So we will be finishing on a Patreon question. And the one that we always start with is the sandwich question. This can either be a shit sandwich, if we choose to give this a score under 5,000 out of 10,000, or it can be a compliment sandwich, if we choose to give this a score over 5,000 out of 10,000, or if we want to give it the hyperbole sandwich, which is a score over 10,000 out of 10,000, there's that sandwich as well. Liz, why don't you start us off? What do you got? Okay, well, I can tell you this, uh, Sam, it ain't a hyperbole, and it ain't a compliment. Boo! Shocker, <laughs> I'm going with shit. So, um, yeah, uh, thanks for that introduction to the movie. That would have been really, really helpful before I started watching it because I've never played the game. I've never watched the movie. I know nothing about Mortal Kombat whatsoever. And the entire first 20 minutes, I was just like, the fuck is going on with this movie? So my, my very first shit is that, like, there was just no explanation. They could have done a Star Wars type thing, like a, for millennia, like a, these a realms screen. have fought each other for blah, blah. And now Liu Kang as the latest warrior comes in. You know, like they could have done something. I was just going, who the hell's this guy? That guy's got electricity shooting out of his eyes. What's going on there? 
My God. I, I don't often say this about films, but it would have benefited from narration. Just mm. like, yeah. a, a, like you're just right. Something. like a, Yeah, title crawl or just Raiden explaining what the fuck is going on. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't do shit anyway. So he yeah, just exactly. he, he so turns like one, up at yeah. random moments. So like, just get him yeah. to turn up at random moments to narrate the thing. Yeah, uh, it was it was just that was really inconvenient for me. So there we are. Um, I'm going to give it a good thing, and that is that I feel like the plot could have been quite good if it was like written better and acted better and it was done. <laughs> That's not a around. fucking good thing. <laughs> oh, if, yes, if this was completely different, concept, it would have been good. <laughs> the concept of the one. plot, I think, is quite interesting. Like the idea of the you know um, worlds having to fight each other and we're coming to our final battle and stuff. If I actually understood what the hell was going on with those and if there was like a structure and stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into later in the podcast, but yeah, I could see that there was a good plot there. Um, And then my final bad thing was actually that the acting was really, really bad by everyone. And I'm going to give a special shout out here to to Raiden and his laugh. Mm. Every time he did that weird like, (laughs) no, but it was like, (laughs) Like it was this really weird yeah. noise that he was just trying to make, and I was like, "Yeah, like at the end doing? of him saying something serious, yeah, in a serious situation, and then this, <laughs> yeah, the like, fate of billions are in your hands, ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> yeah, it just was, it was kind so of weird. <laughs> Everything about it was terrible, and like all of the acting was terrible, but that was what I especially hated. Like it was just really bad. It was clearly written for a nine-year-old boy. And so shout out to all those nine-year-old boys who are actually like in their 30s now but still love this film because I've met <laughs> at least one this week and I just don't get you. Um, I'm going to give this film 825 out of 10,000. <laughs> and all, wow. of those, all of those points wow. come from the fact that the plot wow. could have been good. Wow. That's <laughs> a, less than a one out of 10. That's scraping to get up to one out of 10. That is amazing. I, I had to watch this film in parts. I had to like promise myself like treats to sit down and watch another chunk of this film. I hated it. At least with Inconceivable, I was like raging at the screen or like Tenet. I was like, well, at least it's pretty. Holy shit, Liz. Holy shit. Follow that, Kahu. Follow that. Yeah, tough act to follow. Um, <laughs> it's not Street Fighter, which yeah. uh, was not a good movie at the time and I'm sure has aged even worse. So it's okay. not that. So that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, what, what you were saying before about the plot, like, and the acting, the acting and the plot in this movie are just next to non-existent, but you know, it's an adaptation of a video game, so you don't expect much, but what you do expect is for it to be, uh, quite a good representation of the game. And the main element of this game is the, the uber violence. And there's just none of that in this film. Yeah, so I'm talking about gore rather than yeah. oh, right, actual yeah. fighting. Okay, I can yeah, agree yeah, with that. Because yeah. like, I didn't find it gross at all, and I usually find that kind of stuff really gross. Oh, there were one or two bits that were, but yeah, it's on like the whole, it was really implied t- at the end that Shang Tsung has, is bleeding a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, is it Scorpion, I think, sort of starts exploding from getting hit by something? Oh, he bursts into flames. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, like, red blood, so yeah. it's... Yeah, mm. so... That was that kind of let the whole thing down as well, um, and I'm going to go for a shit sandwich here. <laughs> oh, poor An- Mortal Kombat. Another bad thing: the CGI is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the most noticeable bit is the reptile that's guarding Katana. Oh, you mean reptile? Yeah, reptile. <laughs> um, comes to life, and he's just like this bright yellow thing, and it's just so jarring and out of place in the film it's it's like it's you know gone into roger rabbit territory or something uh and i think they should have just stuck with one way of doing the effects like with goro he was a like animatronic yeah animatronic type thing and for reptile that would have been better as well they obviously thought hey this was a cool thing let's use cgi um as opposed to the title card at the start of the film which was kind of cgi-ish which was still pretty pretty banging this many years later. Yeah. Yeah. 
my benchmark for 90s um, effects is always Independence Day. Like I benchmarked it against, you know, the mummy and the mm. mummy fell down short and this fell down even worse. And or I, ter- I mean, I get that it was a year before, but come on. Yeah, or Terminator 2, which was, I think, four years maybe? Yeah, 92 it came out. Oh, it three came out in 95. Yeah. yeah, three years earlier. Granted, probably at a much bigger budget, but yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, so oh, for a score, you know, I'm not going to go as low as you Liz uh, purely out of nostalgia's stake but I'm gonna go with a nice round four and a half thousand wow that's almost a compliment um, oh, yeah. sub-zero ice shards uh, over to me yeah okay my first good thing I the, the theme song how has no one mentioned the theme song I left it for you ah oh, thank you the theme song absolutely slaps I love the theme song for this yeah I quite liked it absolutely uh, the great thing is that it pays an incredible Wait, amount of fan service for those that are fans of the game. You know, we see all their move sets, we see the stages, you know, like they, the accurate representations of all the characters. That's just really awesome. And then the good thing is that the dialogue, yeah, some people might say is incredibly horrible and chunky and inconsequential and shit and delivered poorly and the acting's terribly <laughs> bad. And that, you know, like most of the scenes don't fucking flow into one or into the other. Or, you know, like most of the characters you couldn't give a flying fucking shit about. Or, you know, when people die, you're just like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. Um, but anyway, I, I still I liked it. I don't <laughs> but, understand what's happening here, Sam. I just don't understand. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Listeners, 14-year-old me that went and saw this movie and thought it was the greatest fucking movie of his entire life just took over. Normal Sam's back. That's why I'm giving this a score of 2,000 out of 10,000. This film fucking blows. It's so shit. What the fuck happened to me? Why did I change? I used to love this shit. Now I fucking hate it. What's happened to my youth? My soul is no longer mine. It was just all terrible. Like, all of it was terrible. Everything. Was That's terrible. why that last fucking thing was everything I really wanted to say. What the fuck has happened to this movie? But didn't, didn't you like uh, Shang Tsung? No! Getting, getting up from his chair really slowly before he said something? I'm absolutely no. convinced that there's nothing you can say that I enjoyed in this film at some point <laughs> except for the theme song. Yeah, right? Like, I really <sighs> tried to think of something good. Yeah. Well, I do like the concept that they went with. That was kind of cool. Like, yeah. but that, that's about it. But even Bloodsport like, did a better fucking with Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh well, then I've got nothing. Oh no, sorry, I did find something I love. It that was, it wasn't longer. No. <laughs> that, that <laughs> I mean, ended. yes, obviously, <laughs> but no. I wrote. I love that they all move into karate pose against the giant magical monster thing. <laughs> like it's this giant incredible monster, and they're like, huh? Like I'm like. I don't, I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> yeah. And then that's where it ended. And I was like, actually, that works. Yeah, that seems about right. Was there a Mortal Kombat 2? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, you fucking wait. I'm begging our $5 will, Patreons forever. to make us do a Patreon episode <laughs> on it of me and you. You fuck it. If you thought this was bad. You, <laughs> yeah. If you thought this was bad. <laughs> Guys, if you love me at all, you know, if you love me at all, please don't. <laughs> please $5 Patreons. And Emily Higgins is up next. Emily, I'm begging you. I'm fucking begging you, Emily. Make us do <laughs> no. this film. Actually, all of you guys come together and just say, we're no longer going to pay you, Sam, until you make Liz do that film. <laughs> I, I will so wholeheartedly support it. I'll create the fucking petition.org. I don't give a shit. Let's fucking do it. Anyway, let's move over to question number two. Talking about Patreons, this question comes courtesy of Julio of the Contrarians podcast, podcast that rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. They actually did Street Fighter. They made arguments <laughs> for why Street Fighter was good. It's Suckers. a great episode. We watched the thing that was on recently for the Godzilla vs. Kong. They were on that episode, on the Street Fighter. It was a great episode. Anyway, what's his question there, Liz? Uh, all right, so their question is, uh, what is your most controversial opinion about this film? I'm going to go first. This is the best movie theme song of all time. Forget Ghostbusters, forget mm. Frozen, forget Wiki Wild Wild West, <laughs> forget <laughs> all of that shit. This is better than every that's other easy. movie theme song that's ever been made. What about... Um, no, don't give a fuck. It's what about that. Armageddon? <laughs> No. Don't want to close my eyes. Oh, Titanic? Titanic's about <laughs> the only one that will come close. On. Yeah, that's about the only one that will come close. Pretty epic. Yeah. I can't sing. I can't believe you both stopped talking. I thought that would cover up the sound of my hideous singing, and it didn't. <laughs> that yeah, song goes, sucks. So. Shut up your face. <laughs> All right. Interesting. What about you, Co? So the, apparently this film is getting a bit of cult status, which I – I just reckon it's gone the other way, but mainly because 
at the time the fight scenes were an accurate representation, and I just think that's bullshit. I think the fight scenes are terrible. I think a lot of the choreography just isn't that good, especially Johnny Cage's. Mm. Luke Luke Kang's kind of not too bad, and thankfully we don't see a whole lot of Sonya. So, oh, she was dreadful. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't think the fight scenes are that great at all, and most of them are really really short. Yeah, the yeah. only the only decent ones uh, were Cage against Scorpion. And, and uh, the end one, the end one's all right. Like where, like the first bit of it where they're doing the real, kung yeah, fu yeah, and the Liu Kang reptile one's not too bad as well. But yeah, just generally, I thought the the fight sequences were a bit average. Fair enough. What about you, Liz? Bear with me because this is going to sound weird, but um, I think that this could have easily been quite a popular porn film. <laughs> Because it's really got all the elements of a porn film, doesn't it? Like, apart from the sex. He's just added in some sex. Like, it's got terrible acting. It's got terrible dialogue. Lots of action where people are, like, putting their bodies together. It's it's basically a porn. Okay. Uh, I don't know what type of porn you watch, but I'm guaranteeing 100% that there is a Mortal uh, Kombat porn somewhere out there in the universe. Directed awesome by kick-ass. And- uh, awesome kick-ass fighting porn. Like, we have, like... You get your sex, but you also get like some fighting. I don't know. Shut up. Well, maybe that's, that's question three. That's where they were. <laughs> yeah, question three. Maybe that's where they were heading at the end when Sonya Blade gets a makeover, and then they sort of pulled back a oh, bit. Don't even get me started on her fucking makeover. Why do girls <laughs> need to have their hair all down and flowy to make them all sexy? Why couldn't she keep her hair all slick back and convenient? Uh, how about are you talking about when she's chained up at the end? Yeah, and she, yeah. Well, her hair's all fluffed up. And she, like, she's had a complete yeah. change of clothing. Who did that to her? In the middle of, literally just abducted her. In the middle of Outworld <laughs> where like there's nobody around. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. I'm really going to degrade you. How are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to change your clothes. I'm going to flap off your hair. Like. <laughs> and Johnny Cage says, I like your hair. It's like not really like, appropriate to the man. situation, but also how did that happen? <laughs> like, Worst fucking romance story in the history. Of, I've, no, I need to talk. I'm saving. Save yeah. myself. Save myself. Uh, <laughs> let's move over to question number three. Chris Yeni's question. What is it there, Kahu? Uh, thanks, Chris. And question three is, what song would you have inserted into this film and where? Oh, I'm going to go first because it's the dumbest quest answer and it's because it's the stupidest, cheesiest answer because it's a stupid, cheesy film. I'm going with pretty much every time they were fighting instead of the Mortal Kombat song, you could have had Everybody was kung fu fight. Oh, <laughs> there is our most on the nose answer that we could think of. Well done, Liz. Yeah, I didn't want to give this movie any more thought time, so I just went quick. Think of a movie about fighting. Oh, kung fu fighting! Boom, that's going in my in my uh, answers. <laughs> I would go for the theme song. Guess what? I'm bringing up the theme song for the food question in a fucking row. Because that's about all I want to talk about. And I would have had the theme song playing throughout the entirety of the fucking film. That would have made it so much more better. Luca, Johnny Cade, test I, your might. I, I had exactly the same answer. Mortal Kombat! Because they try so hard to get it in every scene anyway. Like, it's at the it's Just the like intro. a porn, they're trying so hard to get it in every scene. That's what you're talking about. When they right. first get to the island, when he fights uh, Shang Tsung at the end, and then at the end credits as well. It's like, just oh, it's have constant. it going all the time. In fact, can we just put it's it over the top of this amazing. podcast as well? It'll make yeah, this podcast I, I will. better. Yeah, I, I do yeah. need to, I probably should do that. I probably should just have the theme song playing for the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would love that. Anyway, moves us over to question number four. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man. This is Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon as well at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. There'll be a link down in the show notes. I know he posts a ton of awesome content. You guys should go check out. Written essays on Medium, stuff like that. He's, yeah, got some awesome content. Just go have a look. And what Dave would like to know this week is which two characters from this film would you guys want with you at your house party? And I'll put this in there because fucking none of them is the right answer, but I want to see what you guys come up with. <laughs> Johnny Cage, obviously, because he's a movie Why? star. He's a fucking dick. He is a dick, but he'd probably he's throw a, a good dick. party. He's, yeah, okay. Mm. He's famous, he's, he's, got lots of money. But it's your party. Yeah, it's, it's your party. It's not his party. He's going to be there punching dudes in the dick, Kahu. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe as, lo- as long as it's not me. Shot. You've got four arms. He's going to punch you in the dick. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and Katana, obviously. 
I mean, even, she she is a bit old, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, there's no explanation necessary there. That's, that's the much you answer from both of us. We both went with uh, Katana, I think. But, yeah. I chose uh, Sonia because when things got a hand, out of hand, she could like she could beat the crap out of any of my friends, including you guys, at once. So um, I'm going with her. The whole and... time she'll be just going, "Where's Kano? Where's Kano? I don't trust anyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. but me. Where's Kano?" <laughs> yeah, that's fine as long as she kicks your ass. I'm fine with that. Uh, dick, and my Johnny. other choice is Liu Kang because he he seemed like the most chill of the bunch. Like. He sees somebody to sit back and maybe like smoke a joint and have a beer and be all right. Do you reckon? He nah. Looked, he seemed like the whole film he had a carrot stack up, stuck up his backside. Yeah. Well, he was pretty, a- no, remember when he dumped the like suitcases, Johnny's suitcases into the water? He was pretty chill. Oh, you mean the one time when he's not complaining about how he needs to get vengeance for his younger brother? Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the other characters were so like multifaceted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What was Sonia's extra multi-facets? Oh, um. Yeah, okay, and Johnny's? <laughs> Personality. <laughs> Multiple personalities. She was like, one moment, like, all she gave a shit about was killing Kano, but as soon as he died, she was all horny as fuck to get with Johnny Cage, one of the most annoying men in the world. Yeah. Talk about fucking Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, you said it before, True. but that was just weird. Yeah, uh, I went with Katana because she can see into the future and she could tell you what you need to do to have a good night. And then Raiden, just some magic tricks. Why not? You can make lightning bolts shoot out of his fingers. Fuck it, who cares? You're, you're forget- who else? Come on, guys. Oh, I'm going to pick just- Scorpio so I can take his face off and burn me to death? You're, you're, you're forgetting about the Mortal Kombat theme, DJ. You he's gotta- not in this film. <laughs> What do you mean? He's he's in the entire oh, in film. The film. <laughs> he is the film. He is the film. You just have him there raging it all night. Yeah, I, I would I like reckon... to point out that when you just said magic tricks, I spat water all over my screen, and now I have to clean it up. She <laughs> shot fluid all over her screen. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, let's move us over to question number five. What is it there, Liz? Okay, oh, this question comes courtesy of Dan Brennick of Netflix as well. We will be joining Dan very soon on Livestream for the Cure. But before that, you guys should all go check out Netflix and Swill, who cover everything Netflix-related, surprisingly. Uh, so, yeah, what's what's his question there, Liz? He would like to know who the true MVP of the movie was. Now, um, it can't be the main character, so in that case, I'm going to cut out the three realm fighters. Yeah, excellent, because I want to go with Shang Tsung. He is the man! Your soul is mine! No reason... <laughs> Other than amazing line delivery, he's the one person in this that showed up and had no idea what the fuck he was in and gave an awesome (laughs) performance. Excellent facial expressions too. He had really intense facial expressions. It has begun! That's how you should have started the podcast. (laughs) True. For for no particular reason, but I'm going with that other fighter, a guy called Art. Like, Was that the guy that lost to Goro? Yeah. Yeah, he did well to be like... I, I just there. didn't get understand that whole thing. Like the other three were there, like getting real into it, and I was like, "This guy's been in one scene already." Yeah, and you're all best mates all of a sudden, which was kind of the ongoing issue with this film that there was all this character development that didn't happen on screen. Yeah, we just didn't see. <laughs> we just didn't I know, know right? about it. It was just look at the suit. end. He's like, "It can't happen to you, not to you." And I was like, "Why? You've met her twice." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You never know who to fucking name, dude. Yeah. yeah. It was just assumed would put the connections together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Apparently it was Johnny Cage's friend or something, which was probably cause I think pro- probably was- why Johnny howled when he died, but it was like meh. We did we had one scene where they talked to each other and he said, Oh, you're really good at martial arts, the Johnny Cage and Johnny Cage is like, Oh, everyone thinks they're fake. He's like, I saw your moves, no one can fake those. It's like, well, actually they fucking can. Yeah, that's right. Was yeah. that just before they got in the boat? That is I think. so yeah. established they had a bit of a relationship. But yeah. Why weird. am I defending this film? This is funny because every time we do a really good film, <laughs> I start talking it down and pointing out the shit, and now I'm arguing for the upside. I like to think I'm an even balanced critic. Sure, why not? Maybe you should be going on the contrarians. I, I, I have. I've been on there once for Howard the Duck and absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I went with Katana because she was the only one giving even vaguely helpful advice the entire <laughs> film and trying to be helpful. Like they even had. Whatever the fuck Radon was supposed to be on, like, their champion or whatever. Radar. <laughs> Radon. Wasn't it Radon? Raiden. I don't know. Raiden. Whatever. He was a dick. He didn't help at all. In fact, he did the opposite. Like, he kept, they'd disappear and he'd be like, 
here's some useful thing that probably would have been helpful for them to know before they disappeared. And you're like, yep, cool, thanks, buddy. But she was actually like, hey, you'll have to like fight your fears and follow me this way and actual useful information. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. It does make a lot of sense. Like she legitimately actually, like why the fuck she was fighting them in the first place? Liu Kang, you know, it wasn't even a scheduled fight. They just started having a scrap on the beach. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Like none of it made any sense. The whole the whole organization of this knockout tournament just, just It was like a couple walking back from a beach bar and they were like, Well you fucking uh, talking that guy all night over and they just started having a random scrap. That was yeah, exactly yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that was terrible. Pointless. Absolutely. Unlike the rest of this film, of course. Oh yeah, absolutely just fucking Citizen Kane of um fucking films right here for the rest of the movie. But uh question number six, this question comes courtesy of Emily Higgins of the Sasis Podcast. Podcast which compares two films, one that's universally beloved that she thinks is decidedly average, well, not as good as one that she's that is pretty random, pretty obscure, pretty underrated, doesn't get the love it deserves. Sometimes they're quite popular movies, other times they're films that no one wants to remember because no one cares. But anyway, uh, what would Emily like to know there, Kahu? Uh, question six. What obscure or underrated movie would you pair with this to make a double feature? I think it's clearly got to be my favourite uh, fighter video game, uh, like the movie that they made of that, which is Tekken. I actually had to Google to see if Tekken was a movie, but I assumed it was. <laughs> and it is. And it was in like 2009, and I haven't seen it. I'm assuming it's just as shit as this one. It's so. worse. It's awesome. It's horrendous. It's not, a it's not a thing. It's not possible. So that's going to be your night, as you're going to watch two shit films in a row. <laughs> no, so I'm that- not. I'm going to make it for other people. If I had oh, to right, watch it, okay. now other people have to have twice the pain that I did. Do you have some dude in your basement that you're forcing these films upon, Liz? Is that what I'm hearing? I and can neither episode. confirm nor deny these allegations. <laughs> <laughs> these allegations. God, England. Well, what did you? What would you put it with? Uh, the raid. It's. 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 Ah. It's not underrated. <laughs> You're really selling I'm, I'm it to trying me. To, I'm trying to come at it from a perspective that makes sense because it's not underrated because anyone that's seen it, it reckons it's probably the best, one of the best action films of the 2010s. Like, it is so good. It's an Indonesian film in which Special Forces op- officer and a couple of his, like, police friends basically go into a building to get this gangster, and then the gangster guy already knows about it sort of thing, and so shit goes sideways, and then this guy's basically got to fight his way out of this building. It is so intense, and the martial arts action in it is amazing. It's phenomenal. It's gory. It's bloody. It's everything that this film wishes it could be. It's so good. I want to say it's underrated because, as I said, but obscure, slightly obscure. I mean, I think most cinephiles that are sitting there right now listening to this going, fucking everyone's heard of The Raid, Sam. Shut the fuck up. But I hadn't heard ha- of Have you guys heard of it? I have, no. yeah. Oh, shut up, Kahu. Uh, I think you've had that as as an answer on a previous podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I've had as an answer on a previous <laughs> podcast? Eat my bowels. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't on that podcast. <laughs> oh, you should have seen it. Um, <laughs> my my one's not very obscure at all, actually. Uh, but I've gone with Old Guard. Because then you could have <laughs> Mortal Kombat and Immortal Kombat! Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. So you mean the movie with Shelley Theron, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've done that episode. Yeah, we've I like that episode. movie. Yeah, we did. We did like it. We gave that yeah. a quite good score. Quite reasonable. Yeah. Not like this one. So I don't think it's obscure or underrated there, can't you? I think you yeah, can... I don't care. I want to have that as my answer. Have another crack at it. Tell us, <laughs> tell us about Speed 2 and how we should pair that with this one. <laughs> sure, let's do that. Let's I don't know why, so but... Yeah. Let's move on. We're over to question number seven. What was the most preposterously insane leap of logic in this film? And there's a lot, guys, but fuck it. Try and keep it to one. Try and keep it to one. Uh, okay, and this is an actual logic thing because uh, Raiden's talking to Johnny Cage and Johnny Cage says, oh, I'm, I'm going to go fight Goro, Goro or I have, I have already agreed to fight Goro or something. But his reasoning is that he has to go and fight Goro, otherwise he's going to take them out one at a time. <laughs> yes, I thought that. And I was like, just like, um, uh, so you're um, fixing it how? <laughs> By starting the process. <laughs> I love how Raiden, yeah. Raiden says to him, like, your problem is that you run into fights too quickly. He's like, okay. And then he just goes and does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Raiden tells him off. And then he, and then he says... Goro doesn't even get a fucking blow on him. <laughs> but Raiden, after he leaves, he says something like, at least one of them has begun to learn. 
Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Is that do you want not give a shit? <laughs> it was reverse yeah. psychology. Yeah. Then, yeah. But yeah, let down fight that one too. Um, mine was also involving Raiden, and it was when um, Raiden was talking to the three of them in like the the uh, inside the ship, and then they they don't believe he's Raiden, and he's like, okay, well, follow me, and then he like puffs off in like a flash of electricity or whatever, and then the the scene cuts to like him being on the top of the boat, and they've all walked up to meet him there, and I was like. How did they know where to go? Like, that was ridiculous, his logic of, <laughs> of him going, follow me, and then disappearing in a thin air. They don't know where he's just gone. Like, he could have just gone to fucking Timbuktu for all they knew. That was, that was actually <laughs> going to be my answer to the next question, which was what was the biggest dick move of the movie? Was Raiden just going, see ya, and just follow me. It's like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> like, you, we, like, we see them on the top of the boat, and they're, like, wandering around. He's like, hello. It's just like, you yeah. stumbled upon me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, what, t- maybe they heard him land like he, he teleported there and then like landed and they thought oh he's just turned upstairs that's fine we'll just walk up these stairs I don't know that just cracked yeah, me yeah. out yeah <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty insane the one for me was there was a, a scene at the start where Sonya starts chasing Kano for a nightclub and she like she's like Kano and then these guards turn around and have no qualms about pulling out machine guns and just shooting at her in the nightclub. And then everyone around her just keeps dancing. <laughs> no one fucking takes any notice of it. She pulls out a shotgun, starts like harpoon shooting guys through off the fucking, you know, with her shotgun and shit. And no one, no one blinks an eye. Yeah. It's like it's Hong Kong, man. They're crazy. I mean, it, it follows after a scene where Liu Kang is lying asleep in a room and has a nightmare and wakes up, and he's, like, bathed in the most green radioactive light you've ever seen. It's just like, how is this guy asleep? Where's his fucking curtains? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) People can sleep without curtains, Sam. They can, but I'm 10 minutes into the movie, and I'm like, this is fucking insane. Anyway, great film. Hyperbole sandwich all round. (laughs) Question eight. What was the biggest dick move of the movie? Liz has taken my main answer. On that previous question, as I mentioned, so my other one is just punching Goro in the dick. That's a pretty <laughs> that's, basic dick move. That's a pretty date. If, if want to strip it back from that, or Sonya Blade kneeing Kano in the dick. There's a lot of dick action in this film. There's a lot <laughs> of, of dicks getting action. I, I thought that was a pretty insane leap of logic as well. That Johnny Cage would go just straight into the splits like that. Like it's, it's okay. So you guys don't play the game. It's actually one of his signature moves: is doing a split and punching the oh yes in the dick. Yeah, yeah, it is. Really? Yeah, yeah. What a dick! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a leap of logic that Gorov would have a dick because he wasn't obviously human. Oh no, he's fucking packing, and he only had well, three. Clearly. He only had three fingers on each hand. So what other appendages is he missing? Well, I guess. <laughs> well, I that was the bit where I watched it and I thought. This is why nine-year-old boys like this movie. It's from the 90s where literally every 90s comedy or action film had someone getting hit in the dick. Yeah, yeah. It was like such a stereotype for back then with somebody getting smacked in the balls. Football in the groin. Yeah, football in the groin, yeah. Football in the groin. (laughs) Biggest dick move was when all those fighters turned up to the banquet and started upending all the tables full of food. Oh, yeah, those guys haven't finished eating yet. It was ridiculous because the scene started with uh, people bringing in more food. They're clearly in the middle of the food, and the whole time they were going to upend the tables anyway. It's like, why bother bringing in the food? You get very you- pissed off when people upend tables while you're eating, don't you? Yeah. I've noticed this at your house. Is that when you- <laughs> what? It's just, it was just ridiculous. But imagine, like, all the effort that would have gone into preparing all that food. Like, and then exactly. Like- bringing in the food, and people were hungry. Just and they were going to do it all along. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, like... They trying to start a fight because if that was me, I'd be like, "Screw you! You've just ruined all my food." Yeah, we we're going to fight now. Yeah. Well, the the flow on from that scene that I was also thinking of in terms of preposterous leaps of logic is the fact that two guys start fighting and one guy casts a fucking ice ball through the air that like freezes the other guy and he smashes into a million pieces and then all the human fighters sitting there are like, "Oh, cool." Okay. Not a single person's like, I'm fucking out of here. What the fuck is going on? They could fucking shoot ice balls at each other. How the fuck are we going to beat him? Well, the thing, and the other thing is, those those fighters that are there, because they were like Shang Tsung's fighters, eh? Those guys? Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. That was never <laughs> made entirely clear. It was Scorpion's and, gang, Sub-Zero's gang, and then they were like, well, we can't have Scorpion kill Sub-Zero in the first yeah, yeah. time they meet each other. So Scorpion just said, there's a dick move. Here you go, bro. You go fight fucking the head of this guy. By the way, he casts ice balls. Oh, no yeah, problem, bro. I'll just exactly. do a flying kick at him. Yeah, they, oh, that'll work, bro. They go hard. clearly already knew what Sub-Zero can do, and Sub-Zero takes blimmin' 10 minutes to get his little ice ball thing together. Another dude just charges in anyway and jumps. Yeah. Was, ugh, dick move. Totally. Uh, I'm going back to Raiden for my dick move. <laughs> Why didn't he prepare them all? Like, like he knew all this knowledge and none of them. Because he doesn't like them very it. much. <laughs> like, and he's, he's, he's the god of thunder, so he doesn't really give a shit whatever happens. He's still a god. He's still immortal. So why should he care? But I thought he was like our god of our realm or whatever. Uh, yeah, well, he's supposed to be the defender of the Earth realm. That's it's like you. they all knew what was happening, and then our three guys were just like, "So, uh, what, what happens here? Oh, well, you'll you'll learn, son, or whatever." And you're just like, "Cool, that you're not helping. Like you should have set them all down and told them what was going on." Yeah, get out yeah, that makes sense. Get out the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough of the dick moves. Let's move us over to question number nine. What is it there, Kahu? Question nine, what deep philosophical debate arose in you while watching this film, Liz? Uh, Why does Sam hate me so much? No, really, it really (laughs) did come to mind. And then also, actually, no, what my real one was, it amazes me that in Hollywood, even though I know this didn't have like a huge budget and it was the 90s and everyone was playing it pretty fast and loose, like how did no one watch this film and go, this is really bad. We could absolutely do some shit here to make it better. Yeah, I guess they went, well, the film's really bad, but we're probably going to make this much money, so we'll go with making this much money. Had a budget of $18 million. It took home $124 million worldwide. Fucking hell. See, this is why capitalism is bad. And I bet, I bet 17 <laughs> of that $18 went on CGI reptile. <laughs> a bit of that $124 million box office, $20 million was my hometown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to Ask Me Anything to discover why this film was so profoundly loved and adored in my hometown. Episode 150. There you go. Ah, was that the movie you were talking about in the cinema thing? Yeah. With all the people? Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, the one for me, and I've asked this as a listener question for this week, is why can't we just get a sensational video game movie? Like, why have we not had that attainable goal of, you know, like, just, like, there's, there's good video game movies there's some that are good there's some that are enjoyable that sort of stuff but why have we not just had that like literal genre defining you know broke through the glass ceiling amazing phenomenal video game movie and like there's a lot of reasons for that like i, I said that to stacy and she goes that's because there's no good storylines of video games and before you guys will start one star reviewing our podcast all you gamers out there i i completely said it right i told her about how many different video games are out there that have amazing stories that could lend themselves to becoming amazing films, like The Last of Us, which is often getting a TV series. Uh, there's, there's tons. There's tons. But why have we not seen it yet? That's, I've just, mm. I feel like the problem is that, like similar to comic book movies, is that they need someone behind it that actually understands and grabs onto the reasons why that property is awesome to start with and then translates that into a cinematic way. Because video games themselves should be cinematic because they are basically just interactive cinema. But like video game movies like this is clearly being run by people that just are out to make an action film. And I think they're just missing what makes the original part of this great. Anyway, what about you? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think they need Taika Waititi. Yeah. I, think, I think on that as well, the reason why this film did so well is that in comparison, all the other video oh, yeah, game yeah, yeah. adaptations yeah. were just so incredibly bad. Looking, I'm interrupting look, you because I know exactly what you're about yeah, to say. Looking yes. at you, Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, Mario Brothers, Street Fighter, they had yeah. not had a really good really good track record yeah, up to this yeah. point. Yeah, and then I think after this as well, when this was still bad, it all kind of went into a bit of a lull for a few years and mm. it's never quite got there to the, the storytelling that we see in video games now. Um, but my philosophical debate was... Does the half plus seven rule apply to Katana? <laughs> what would that make her? You really are the machu. <laughs> you really are machu. This Somebody's got to be the machu. <laughs> but, would it, it wouldn't know. even help, would it? No, well, she's no, what, 10,000 years old? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you 5,000 years old? You're either <laughs> immortal or you're not. There's no, there's no grey areas on this one. There's probably some tree on Earth that she'd be able to have sex with, and that's about <laughs> it. There's nothing else living on Earth that's over 5,000 years old, Kahu. 
Yeah. Aren't there some kinds of lizards or like deep sea fish or something? No, not 5,000 years. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they've proven that lobsters could live forever. They're the only like organism that has a self-regenerating brain. That is the most intelligent thing that will be said on this podcast. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> <laughs> and that moves us over to question number 10, which is making a return in a different version. What quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear right before you have sex? Uh, it would be Shang Tsung, time to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's basic, but legit. Yeah. Um, I did not notice that this question had changed, but I think mine still applies. No, neither did I. Which is... We're professionals. Hey. <laughs> totally. Okay. Uh, mine was, hey, be nice to the lady. She's just doing her job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that would be news to me. So, not ideal. My one was a Shao Kahn line of, you weak pathetic fools, I've come for your souls. <laughs> You've come for our souls? Hmm. I feel like Stacey probably calls you something similar to that quite often, though. She does the Shang Tsung one of, your soul is mine. <laughs> I just said this mental image of Stacey doing that. That was weird. Moving over, over to Kahu's questions. What do you got there, Kahu? Yay! Question 11, my first question. Who has the best hair? Liu Kang. Next question. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. Liu Kang. Come on, yeah. man. Like, that was so flowy and it had a lot of... I really think that you know that was that was that was a positive thing for the movie. It, it was a definite highlight. Yes, it was, it was like a puffed hair. mullet, soft but yet supple. Yeah, it and, was kind and, of and well Russell-y. well framed his face. Yeah, yeah. good length. But you know, yeah. like he he really got a lot of action out of that here. Like listeners, if you're wondering how bad this film is, look how much enjoyment we're taking out of talking about one dude's hair. <laughs> yeah, and it was great here. He, he clearly come to a like an agreement with his hair, eh? Because it never got in the way when he was fighting. So yeah. he's, yeah. he's, he's learned over time what works for him. Mm. Go That's you. Beautiful. Yes. Question 12. Liu Kang goes into the tournament to avenge his brother, Chan, who died by fighting Shang Tsung. And my question is, he was just a child. What was he doing fighting Shang Tsung in the first place? Why was there nobody else? Look, okay. When you're thousands of years old like Raiden, you know, it, it's, you've seen everything. You've done everything. There's very little that sort of gets you off and keeps you interested in life anymore. So, you know, like, maybe you think, hey, fuck it, I'll send a boy to fucking fight some guy who's way more overpowered than him. That'll be funny. Yeah, it's good as... Good We've as, worked out Raiden's a fucking arsehole. So, of course, he's any. doing the shit. But, like, was it even part of the tournament? I was <laughs> like, did he just... I thought from the start that it was just... Like uh, Shang Tsung just turning up and going, hey, you seem like you want to join the tournament. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, there maybe. There was no evidence that it was part of the tournament. So I was like, maybe Shang Tsung just wanders around going, oh, he might be a fighter. I'll kill him first. I don't know. Yeah. He saw this talent, I, this yeah. raw potential and just went, nah, you're out. I feel like I'm defending the film again, but I feel like Liu Kang was supposed to represent everyone at a tournament before mm. and he bailed. So they got his brother to jump in there. Either that or like legitimately, as I said, Raiden is an arsehole. Raiden could have gone to Shang Tsung and be like, hey, look, bro, there's this really annoying kid, and I really want you to get rid of him. <laughs> but was- Shang Tsung was like, okay, what does that mean? He's like, he's going to come challenge you for a fight, okay? I'm going to tell him, by the way, the fate of Earth is on the line. I'm going to like tell a- him all this shit, bro. <laughs> there was a whole bunch of other dudes at that temple that could have subbed in for Liu Kang. Yeah. They were all yeah. old looking, though. But yeah, that was, but that was still- the initial bit. At the, <laughs> yeah. That was the very first moment in the movie where they were like, Liu Kang, you must fight in the tournament. The fate of the world is upon you. And I was like, what? It's just a tournament. What's the problem? Like, like this is all of these things would have been solved with a bit of exposition. Doesn't want to fight in the tournament, but wants to fight in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. confusing. Third and final question. Why is Johnny Cage walking around randomly in the forest when he fights Scorpion? This comes straight after a scene where uh, uh, Kano and, Kano and uh, Sonya. Sonya Blade are fighting. And then all of a sudden we cut to the forest. And Luke Kang and Boo, they've been fighting in a, they've been fighting yeah, in a, like, yeah. Johnny Cage for some type, reason tournament arena. at yeah. the tournament. He's just wandering around. I figure he just wasn't, like, he had a bye and he was really bored and there was no TV on the island. <laughs> he had a like, bye. You know. <laughs> <laughs> could have this was a tournament. You have buys in tournaments. True. And they, you know, there wasn't anything fun to do on the island. It looked really boring. It was all just fighting. Like, a, he's a 90s kid. Like, he probably... 
wanted to watch some new kids on the block, save for the bell. I don't know. And there was nuns who was wandering out looking for a TV or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was on the same as you, Liz. Like, because it is funny that he is wandering out in this like completely uniform forest. You know, <laughs> yeah, like he's just on a, a nice tropical forest. island, on a tropical island. But they've had this uniformly planted forest, as if <laughs> implying you- that it's going to be like chopped down at some point. You know. Sam, did you just say a tropical Ireland? Yeah, tropical <laughs> like Ireland. Country. Like, yeah. take Ireland. Have you never heard me say tropics. this before? I do. Oh, it's, it's one of my common things. I do it quite often. Oh, At least that's funny. what I'm saying to try and save face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm, similar to you, I think he went there, and I think Shang Tsung, being Shang Tsung, he's like got the whole place set up kind of randomly and weird or whatever. So Johnny Cage, you know, had his massive dinner the night before, woke up the next day. Was wandering around trying to find a toilet. And Except then, he didn't have his massive dinner because it all got no, chucked he, over. No, he didn't have his massive dinner, but he, he was waking up the next day. He's still salty. Yeah, he's still salty. salty. He's woken up the next day and he's gone to the toilet and he discovered they've got communal toilets, like back in the old old days. Uh, and he's like, yeah. I don't want to sit here and take a dump in front of a guy with four arms. So he went for a t- go take a dump out in the forest and then Scorpion showed up and he was like, oh man, I really got to shit myself now. <laughs> I mean, I guess... Yeah, like I I just think he was trying to find a place to relieve himself, basically. Uh, Just, yeah, just felt like that. They they kind of filmed that scene, but it was just like a generic scene that they thought, hmm, we'll just stick this in somewhere, anywhere where we have a bit of a bit of a bit of space in the plot. Yeah. It was pretty funny, though, that he then gets transported to hell with Scorpion. You know, like Scorpion goes to do a teleport punch like he does in the game, teleports themselves to hell. Or the Hell Realm, and they start fighting there. How does Johnny Cage get back from there? I asked that to Stacey, and Stacey gave me the best answer ever, which is Shang Tsung's ghost ship came and picked him up. <laughs> They're like, shit, you weren't supposed to leave yet. You're, you're needed for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your buy's almost finished. We've, we've yeah, what the fuck are you out. doing out here, bro? <laughs> the, Come uh... on, man, you had one job. <laughs> anyway, it moves me over to my questions. I've got an... I've got a rebuttal to all of this, but I just want to see which one you guys don't pick, or maybe you guys pick all the same one. But which one of the th- main three Earthrealm fighters, so that's Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, and Sonya Blade, is the biggest moron? It's got to uh, be Johnny Cage. Come on, Kahu. Uh, well, I was going to say that, but it seems like you're heading in that direction, so I'm going to go with Liu Kang. <laughs> it seems um, like you're heading in that direction. <laughs> he's just... He's just a bit of a tool, to be honest. Like, at least Johnny's got a bit of personality. Liu Kang's just always, like, all broody and doing that, like, strong, handsome guy with the big hair. Okay, okay, interesting. Why Why do you think Johnny Cage is the biggest moron, Liz, just generally? I, li- I literally wrote down, like, 12 times during the film, God, this guy is such a moron. <laughs> like, so many things. Where he trusts him to, like, take his ba- He, like, literally watches Liu Kang walk over to the side and hold out his bags. And like, go to drop them over the side and doesn't stop him. I'm like, you're a martial arts expert. You can't like leap in there with your quick reflexes and save them. That's, okay, that's so my the reason why I bring this up is there was three moronic things that each of these characters did that made me go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Johnny Cage's one was the fact that he punched, so, he punched Scorpion to the ground and then jumped up a thing behind him and climbed away. Rather than use his advantage of Scorpion being on the ground. I did notice that. He yeah. climbs away like, so that Scorpion has another chance to get at him. Then does the same thing to Goro. You know, does the splits, punches him the ball. Goro, Goro is down. He's done. He could just stomp on his head at this point, And that's the end of a fight. Runs away. Runs outside. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't use his advantage at any point. Liu Kang, most moronic thing he does. Fight Shang Tsung, fights him, fights him, fights him, gets to the top of the thing. Shang Tsung changes into his brother in front of his eyes, and then he oh, starts yeah. having a conversation with Shang Tsung as if <laughs> Shang Tsung is his brother. Yeah. He's, he's like, Chan. Like, Hello, my brother. What? You just saw him shift. You know he's yeah, a shapeshifter. I miss you, brother. Help me. I'm, it's me. It's me. I'm your brother. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Now, no Sonia, no. Sonia, for the most part, is pretty smart. Except for at the start, I need to get Kano. I need to get Kano. I need to get Kano. Cool. Ran onto the boat where Kano is. Oh, I'm just going to stop looking for him while I'm on this boat and there's no one around that can stop me. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out with these guys. What the fuck is she doing? She's got a perfect opportunity to kill Kano. Yeah, yeah. I think there was mystical energies that made her <laughs> focus on the tournament. Okay. I've decided yep. at this exact moment. If one of you guys had a retort to that, all I've got to say is she wants to hook up with Johnny Cage. Is there anything more moronic than that? Yeah, true, true. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool that follows him? Come on. What what about Liu Kang at the end calling the fight as flawless victory? Yeah, he's... (laughs) I was like, 
all these people were watching it, and it was not a flawless victory. He got some hits in. For those that have played the game, a flaws of victory is a, a round at which the opposition has not been able to hit you once. You haven't blocked an attack. You've just dodged or, you know, these missed you of everything, basically. Yeah, yeah. But that was bullshit. That was not a flawless <laughs> like, victory. What? <laughs> I'm absolutely convinced that whoever wrote this movie wrote like a true and honest adaptation. And then these guys come in and are like, nah, fuck that, bro. And just started chucking shit in yeah. that they'd played in the 15 minutes before they started filming the fucking movie. Yeah, we've got to get these lines in. Bullshit. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, as I've mentioned, 14-year-old me loved this film, or 15-year-old me, whoever old I was when I watched this. The same with 16-year-old me loved Face Off, and then we rewatched it. Mm, no. Anyway, um, what beloved movie from your guys' childhood do you guys suspect that if you rewatched it now, it might turn out to be pretty shit? There was a movie I watched when I was quite young that I thought was really, really good. Debbie th- Does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I almost cried in it actually and it was it was a movie called <laughs> Enemy Mine oh yeah with uh, Dennis Quaid and I can't remember who played the alien but basically what happens uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it um, there's kind of like a human race oh Lewis Gossett Jr uh, and an alien race and they're kind of at war with each other and these two guys crash separately on a planet and they eventually become friends, and uh, the alien ends up, uh, what they do is they give birth to their own children, um, like, asexually. <laughs> yeah, um, I, 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 I thought it was it, yeah. amazing when I was a kid, and yeah, I don't think I want to watch it again. I don't think it'll be that good. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, this was really easy for me. It was Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. I yeah. thought those movies were the Funniest thing in the history of the fucking world. I was yeah. laughing my. I just I remember laughing my head off. You know when he's trying to get out of the hippo's ass or whatever it would have been. Just, <laughs> yeah, that was Ace Ventura too. Yeah, that was whatever. when nature yeah. calls. Yeah, Both yeah, when nature calls definitely doesn't sure. age as well. Um, the first one isn't quite so bad. Still, there's some pretty bad scenes. I have no interest but, in watching either of those films either again. But I know yeah, that I loved them when I was a kid, which amazes me. Anywho, moves me down to my final question. What are the actual rules of this competition and why are there so many inconsequential <laughs> side fights? Oh this question comes God. courtesy of Stacey Hurley, by the way. If you guys can describe to me in about 25 words or less what the rules are of this competition, you can do it together. I can describe it in three words. No eye gouging. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, I, ju- I just want to know where all the other fighters have gone. Like, they just does Goro kill them all or... Well, we see we have a montage where Goro kills about twenty five dudes. Yeah, there is that, but then there's still heaps of other guys around. There are. The way I understood it was that ten dudes fight off against ten other dudes until you get one dude on one dude, and you have dude on dude, or you know, in Sony's case, (laughs) check on dude, or then you get like check on forearm dude, or you get forearm guy on one guy, or like I said, porn. (laughs) Yeah, that's the way I understood it, but it just. It just makes no sense. Like I said, Katana and Liu Kang have the side fight for no reason. Johnny Cage is off fighting Scorpion in the bush. It's never been announced. Why? Shang Tsung isn't watching over that. He keeps challenging Shang Tsung and Shang Tsung, these are the rules. These are the rules. What the fucking rules? No one knows the fucking yeah. rules. Yeah, it There's seems like- as though Shang Tsung makes up all the rules himself until somebody challenges him on it. And then he's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I can't do that. And why is Liu Kang fighting Shang Tsung at the end? Because Liu Kang hasn't done shit this entire competition. Johnny Cash... Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Get over here. Takes down Goro. Yeah, he takes down Goro and Scorpion. And there's Scorpion, no yeah. yeah, yeah. And Liu Kang got no lucky. structure whatsoever. No, nothing. Liu Kang it's, had some it, no-name fighter to begin with, and then got lucky throwing a fucking bucket of water at Sub Zero. Yeah, play fight with Katana and uh, just a, a random yeah, no, side so, fight with Reptile that nobody else goes in to help him out when they're standing right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But what was all those random side dudes anyway? Like, none of them had, you know, there were just loads of random side dudes. I was like, so wait, is there 10 here? Because there seemed to be way more than 10. And it wasn't even just the structure. Here's a question. How come some people had weapons and some people didn't? That was really got me the whole way through. Like, some dudes had, like, swords and, like, I was just like, why aren't these humans just bringing in their fucking MP5s and blasting them away or whatever? Like, that seemed really dumb. It's long been a comment in fighting games is, like, why has nobody brought a gun to one of these things? Like, you've got guys with swords and harpoons and, Shit like yes. that, like scorpion hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liz, Liz, we could talk about this for hours. Liz, what about your questions? All right. Um, question 17 then. Um, so this film, as you may have worked out from the way we've been talking about it, was very terrible. 
I would like you to recast the like. There's a new one coming out, and it actually looks like it has quite good actors. But I want you to recast it with present day actors that will make it as equally as terrible as this one. Johnny Cage, we're going to get Logan Paul, aka the vlogger Ooh. dude. Yeah, the internet hates Logan Paul. Such Logan Paul has been in movies, though. He has acted. He was in, like, the Baywatch movie, shit like that. <laughs> acted. Pe- yeah, <laughs> like, quote acted. marks. Yeah. S- Sonya Blade, she's coming out of retirement. We're getting Lindsay Lohan into place. <laughs> Sonya Blade. Oh, wow. You really took this and ran with it. Uh, Raiden, we're getting Nicolas Cage, because of course we fucking are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh, he had to be in there somewhere. And just to make it interesting, I've gone with Robin Shu to play Shang Tsung. Now, Robin Shu plays Liu yeah, Kang yeah, in this yeah. film, so I want him back to play Shang Tsung. I reckon that would be like a cool little bit of like yeah. Easter eggy thing that guys would be like, oh, that's really cool, and then they'll go, and then they'll see the rest of the cast and be like, oh, what the fuck have I walked into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could have been the only casting that they released and you didn't know about any of the rest of them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Raiden. Uh, I've gone with Daniel Day-Lewis for Liu Kang. Because he would be amazing, but for the rest of the film and all the other actors to be terrible, it would make his seem just really bad for even being in the film to begin with. True, yeah. Yeah, it's so kind of a reverse type thing. Yeah. And then Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, and I, ooh, I don't know if this is a bit close to the edge, but can we have Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? Mm. <laughs> Maybe not. No. 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 <laughs> okay, we'll move along. Uh, Shang Tsung I've gone Nick Cage for Shang Tsung really yeah yeah, yeah. I like it yeah. he's got very good facials and then Raiden to round it off we're going to have Jackie Chan <laughs> <laughs> oh man even though he won't <laughs> fight in the entire movie we'll still have Jackie Chan as Raiden I guarantee you I would not I would never go and see either <laughs> of those films so you've both done very I, well I would Go and see both, because they both sound horrendously bad that I'd want to see that. All right, so question two. This film was a big pile of poop uh, and based on a video game. What is the best film that is based on a video game? But after the conversations we've been having, I'm wondering if there isn't any. I am going to go with a documentary called King of Kong. King of Kong is about one guy's attempt to dethrone the current world champion in the game Donkey Kong. It's phenomenal. Like, it's an actual phenomenal look into what competitive gamers have to go through to get to that point. And so, for people that like watch Free Solo and stuff like that, you see that. You see it in these people, like this drive and determination. And you see it in this, except it's a video game. It's, it's insane. It's an insanely good film. Outside the Doco world, Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know. None of these are great. They are the most recent um, Tomb Raider. Yeah. That um... was all right. Yeah, I didn't mind Detective Pikachu either. I thought that was kind of okay, but yeah, it's such a low bar. Yeah. Like, to the point where I couldn't think of anything that was any good, and so I, I had to Google it, and man, like, there is barely anything that gets a rating of over 50% on yeah. any of those review websites. It is that bad. There is a Silent Hill film that's all right. Yeah, I've heard that's yeah. not too bad, but I haven't, I haven't seen that. First Resident Evil was okay, but mm. again, it's like, it's okay. It's like, oh, that was a film, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a thing that I'll never watch again. Um, and speaking of dumb, I would like to know for my final question, if the director or the actors watched this film now, what do you think they'd be the most embarrassed by? We were talking about Liu Kang. I think he would be, the actor, Robin Shu, would be kind of embarrassed, and the director as well, that there's a scene where Liu Kang returns to his village in China and he walks in and everyone speaks English. Yes, the fuck was that? I was like, um, why are these people all speaking English? American English, like it was just... Yes, what, like I feel like like times have moved on. I feel like people can swallow subtitles now, you know? They probably were thinking when they made this, okay, we're going to make this for 14-year-old boys. They're not going to want to read subtitles. They yeah. want to have everybody talking in English. So they literally had everyone talking in English. And I feel like the actor and the director probably would look at this and go, oh, it would have been better to actually have them speaking in Mandarin or you know, whatever dialect of Chinese that they uh, they speak in that village, you know, it's just, mm. fuck, it sticks out like a sore thumb. But yeah, even really that being cool. said, if somebody said to me, they were going to speak Mandarin, but then Christopher Lambert showed up and was like, I'm not fucking learning Mandarin for one fucking scene. <laughs> I was like, I can imagine that. I can imagine Raiden being a dickhead. And we've already established he's a fucking dickhead. He would have been a dickhead. Yep. Kahoot? Uh Yeah, we touched on it earlier. I think uh, Bridget, uh, Bridget, 
Bridget Wilson <laughs> agreeing to that, to that weird makeover for the final scene. Like That was up there for me as well, the puffed up here. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, why? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, it was super dumb. Like, oh, I think is they were trying to do is show that he had like these gross purposes for her, but I think we kind of all worked that out anyway. Yeah, so we yeah. didn't really need this whole weird um, makeover that she didn't have time for because she had like full-on makeup and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at I looked head. at them and went, that would have taken longer than the amount of time it took them to find this fucking temple. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Can't, can't imagine there's big wardrobes going on down there. <laughs> for, to and yeah, they had a dress in her size and everything. <laughs> Anywho, that moves us down to our final question, which comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Nick Haskins of Mr. Nikolai's Kitchen. Uh, new cooking podcast, but also the founder, the man, the legend, the myth, the everything behind Livestream for the Cure, an awesome event that has a trailer at the very end of this podcast. So yeah, we are back for that. We are closing out their Friday night session. So we will be at midnight on the Friday, the 21st of May. Really looking forward to that, which will be about 7pm Saturday, the 22nd for New Zealand. So Hey guys, rather than watch the news and see how amazing New Zealand is, why don't you come and listen to us talk absolute um, sheer amounts of bollocks about absolutely Huge. fucking nothing. Can't Huge wait. amounts of bollocks. Cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> Huge amounts. Anyway, yeah. his question that he throws at us is, what type of meal is this movie? This movie is durian ice cream. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because so it tries to be smooth and creamy, but it stinks. <laughs> I love it. I am going with like mac and cheese because I just wanted to pick something that like a nine-year-old boy would eat and that would be about all you could get in a nine-year-old boy's mouth. But he would want loads of it and he'd want like bowls and bowls. So, yep, mac and cheese. And it's cheesy, just like this film. That's right. There we go. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. When I was young, I got told a very important piece of advice and I've listened to that my entire life and it's proved to be correct. One of my friend's fathers told me that if you're ever in a foreign town and you're craving some type of Asian food, walk past Asian restaurants and if there are other Asians and they're eating it, that place would be really good to go eat at. And it's it's always been true. Every time we've gone to those um, Asian restaurants and there's Asians inside eating the food, it's always turned out to be really good food. What this movie is, is this is an Asian restaurant that no one's eating at, that no Asians are eating at. It's just tourists and it's shit. It's absolute fucking garbage. Pretty much bang on. You sort of know what it's yeah. going for, but it's pretty fucking crap. Yeah. It's like this really pale and like really sad imitation that just depresses you really. You're like, oh, this is going to be – oh, no. No, it isn't going to be good. It's going to be really, really bad. Exactly. Go watch Game of Death, the Bruce Lee film. That's way better than this. I just might not because I don't know that I want to take any more of your movie recommendations. This wasn't a recommendation. Is that the one <laughs> you with made me watch it. it? Yes, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very good. Anyway, as a bonus round, I actually threw it out there on our Twitter, threw it out there as a poll, and said, what I want to know is, will the new Mortal Kombat movie be the first truly great video game movie? And so my answers were, it'll be flawless, it'll be okay, it'll be a fatality, or toasty. What are your predictions? What do you reckon, guys? <laughs> the, the safe prediction is that it's not going to be very good. But Would you say fatality, or it's just going to be okay? Uh, I'm saying okay. I think it'll just be, if this is fatality, I think it'll be just okay. Yeah. I'm oh. hoping it'll be better. Oh, the trailer's got me just so excited. As for yeah, our listeners' yeah. feedback, we got a little bit as well. Anthony Tafoya said, I thought Sonic and Pikachu were great, so no, I don't think it'll be the first great video game movie. Fair enough, bro. Steve from Everything I Learned from Movies said Silent Hill was pretty good. And then Leo Valis commented and said, they kind of remind me of House and Haunted Hill. Correct. SWO Productions said, did Silent Hill and Detective Pikachu stop existing? Real though, this looks fun, but dumb as hell. Agreed. Cinema Guys, hey Brad, here you go. Said, what about the series that managed six films and a reboot coming? Correct. What happened to Resident Evil? How have we forgotten that film? <laughs> I just basically replied, howly hell, how could I forget that cinematic achievement where every film got better than the last? Um, M from Verbal Diorama said, er, I think you're forgetting the masterpiece of the Super Mario Bros. No, I'm not. Nick, that we mentioned from Livestream for the Cure, just basically said, It has begun! Correct. Julio from the Contrarians said, Bro, then put an image of Rampage, that <laughs> the rock film that came out oh, a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago. That was right. And then finally, our good mates, Dan and Dean, over at the movie journey, basically just said, Yes! And had the yes from Raiden. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't know what they're saying, but they're just saying yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the end. Next week's episode, well, we might actually have a gap because I'm away on a holiday for a week and I do everything here. But the episode after that will be the new Mortal Kombat film. Episode after that, Gerald and uh, Dan from Gerald from Two Peas on a Pod, which I've been on recently. You should go check out their podcast. And Dan from Netflix as well will be coming on to do a film ahead of live stream for The Cure to do a little bit of promo for that. Liz has been chipping away, chipping away, chipping away at getting us to do Devils with his Prada. So we <laughs> might have to do that. I've made a promise to M from Verbal Diorama that we would. So there's that. Anyway, yeah, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. Same with our Instagram, which we are now starting to use a little bit more. But uh, anyway, that's finish him. <laughs> Catch you later. Flawless victory. I'm putting you two against each other, and I want you guys to give your best Mortal Kombat scream. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! <laughs> that was so <laughs> fucking terrible, Crow. That was so bad! Okay, here we go. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! My neighbours probably think I'm insane. Mortal Kombat! My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the live stream for The Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help... We can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference.